With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Looks over the middle, second guesses, fires, throws, does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Oh, Depot to win Another it. one! He got Another it. one! All Another one! Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10-5! Touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and... Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. Welcome aboard. Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you here from high atop the 18th fairway at the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios as we are back. Uh, it doesn't feel like it. I don't know what day it is. I just had to write it down in big letters so I know it's Tuesday. Hope everybody's doing well. Jim Coyle with you as always. Dustin Shooty. From uh, Outstander.com as well. Man, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm beat. I'm worn out. Um, I got back yesterday late and uh, went to the, see what was going on. Uh, the coach's show. Oh, soccer game and the coach's show. So I never made it home until after the coach's show last night. But. Without question, the most heart-wrenching gut punch of a loss I've ever seen in sports, personally. Indiana losing the men's national championship in soccer last night. Not on P- not just on PKs, but on a double, on a sudden death of PKs. They already, they went through two 10-minute overtime sessions through a set of Penalty kicks, and then had to go to sudden death penalty kick, which meant the first round that wins, wins. And unfortunately, Syracuse got a block off of, uh, I think it was Herbert Indelay. Can't remember for sure who that was, but nonetheless, wow. I, I thought that they had that one, brother. That's one of those where if you win, it's one of the greatest wins in your program history, and it's something you'll never forget. But when you don't and you're on the wrong side of it, it's one you're going to dread forever and ever and ever. So still a great season. Uh, John had a uh, brought up a great stat before we logged on. What what was that, John, about their, their postseason performances? Yeah, and just somebody tweeted it out. Them? I wish I had the tweet right, right in front of me. But their last seven or eight postseason finishes when they have lost – which they obviously haven't won the national championship in 10 years, they have lost either in penalty kicks or in golden goal, which is whenever you get scored on in overtime and the game's tied. So that is an astounding streak of heartbreak for Indiana men's soccer. Brutal. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, but they will live to fight another day. But uh, that, without question, like I said, the most gut-wrenching, Loss I've ever seen. 
I, I just felt so horrible for the IU guys. I, I thought that they had that one. I, I really did. Um, it was the first appearance by Syracuse in the national championship game. So obviously the first time that they've won that. But, um, man, that was brutal. That was brutal, peeps. <laughs> remember, I mean, when we had really that, remember when we had that great week just a few weeks ago when, when football upset Michigan State, basketball beat Xavier, and, and got another game over the weekend, and women's basketball got some wins, volleyball upset. And this has been the opposite. Now, it's not nearly as bad because you had a team competing for a national championship, but Indiana falls short in the Las Vegas clash, and then – the uh, men's soccer team comes up just short Syrac- in the, uh, to Syracuse. Bit of a bummer. Bit of a bummer. Bit. Just a, just a bit. But uh, when you're playing at high levels like that, yep. that stuff's going to happen. That's right. the thing. That's the difference between playing at the elsewhere. How's everything else going? How's uh, your week off and running? I, I hope, uh, well, it's finals week, so there's not a lot of going on on the athletic side from the collegiate standpoint uh, as Indiana awaits their next opponent this Saturday as they travel to Lawrence, Kansas to visit the Fog, the Fog Allen. And what they experienced in Las Vegas will be quite the opposite of what they're about to experience in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, and worse, there will be yes. more people. Uh, I think it holds about 16,000 uh, at the fog, something like that. And there will be little to no IU fans in that building. I mean, there right. will be some, but there, there's not going to be very many. Uh, I remember going to the Duke game a couple of years ago, and I was surprised by the amount of IU fans that were able to make it into that game when because that place only holds 9,000. Right. I, I suspect so there'll, be, there'll be more than you think. Right. And, yeah. and then I think, I guess I should say, because, and let's use uh, Las Vegas as an example. Well, I'm sure that a lot of Indiana fans probably, you know, this might be a, a big trip. They might go from Las Vegas out to Lawrence, Kansas. I mean, that might talk about a, a difference in scenery. First of all, uh, going from Viva Las Vegas to Lawrence, Kansas. That's, that's quite the experience, but I do think some people are going to travel out to to, to Kansas. I, I, it seems to me like there's been a lot of IU fans that have been saving up money for this opportunity, a chance to go see one of the best venues in college basketball and see your team play, and it's going to be really cool. But you're right. It's going to be the complete opposite as to what we just saw. This isn't going to be a home game. This isn't going to be a neutral site game where, fan, where Indiana fans can create that sort of home-away-from-home environment. This is going to be a tough, true road test. We – Saw them, you know, against Xavier in a true road test, but you still had quite a few Indiana fans. I would, I would guess it's going to be, uh, they'll be outnumbered even more at the fog. But this is what you live for. This is what you want to play for. This is, this is, these are the kind of games Indiana needs to get back into, and they need to be competitive. You'd like to see them win after they just got beat by Arizona on Saturday. But these are the kind of games that you have to play and and what helps build your program and it helps with recruiting and so many different things. So it's going to be an awesome experience for, number one, the players and coaches and then any fans making the trip out there. I mean, win, lose or draw, you got to be you got to be excited just to check out one of the best venues in college basketball. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's there with Assembly Hall. There are Mm -hmm. it's it's older. 
I don't know if it's older than Assembly Hall. I'll have to research that here. Look that up in a second. I thought it, I thought it was the oldest in college basketball, but that might not be true. Ah, uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it's I don't know how old it is, but it's it's, it's certainly old. Uh, but it's just like you said, it's a great venue. Uh, they take their basketball very seriously there, but it's it's more about because they've won at Kansas. Um, so it'll be a it'll be an environment. Last night on the uh, Mike Woodson show at Southern Stone Restaurant inside Indiana basketball with uh, Don Fisher and Mike Woodson. Don made it a point a couple of times, said, uh, you're not saying this, I'm saying it, but the officiating was awful. Now, first of all, first let me get out of the way. The officiating had did not cost Indiana that game. Right. So that's so the officiating can suck and it not cost him the game and that can be the same. And it was the same. Now, one one thing that Mike Woodson did say that stood out though, he said it cannot be a situation. He says in a physical game like that, it can't be twenty five free throws for Arizona and nine for Indiana. He says that that's that was the only thing that he said because you got to be careful as a coach not to talk about officiating. But he's like, and he said, I, I may get a phone call for this, but and that's what he said. He goes, it, it, I, it, there's no way in a physical game like that, and that's true. Uh, there's just too much body stuff going on, and and it was just you know, with the now the the. Uh, the goal tent that everybody thought was thinks is a goal tent. I've wa- I watched that and I retweeted a uh, a uh, piece from uh, was the Hoosier Net the this IU student run thing where they had a video of it and and I thought this then I'm like was that going to hit the rim and I don't know that it was. It was I, it was I close. I think he was going to airball it, and he was airballing it. That may be why, uh, what's his name, just batted it away. Um, because from the picture angle, I'm like, Ugh, it looks close. It doesn't matter, but that's the only explanation on why that call w- was not made, because it was so egregious. I mean, we're not talking about being close. That ball was on its downward ascent for like, <laughs> for like a foot and a half right. or, or more. Um, you could see its arc and then, you know, coming down for a minute. But um, Well, well so- one of the things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit back to was Don actually said that yesterday when we talked to him on this show was he didn't specifically point out the officiate. Well, he did. But he also has talked about, you know, the officiating in the in the Big Ten has gone down significantly. It has declined significantly for the you know the past ten years or so. They just don't have the same sort of officiating that they had a while ago. Uh, and and we saw that in the Ohio State Rutgers game when Ohio State hit a three pointer that shouldn't have counted to win the game to beat Rutgers. There were some questionable calls at the end of both regulation and overtime in that Purdue Nebraska game. So. If in the, the joke I made, Jim, was only if the Big Ten could sign some sort of million, multi-billion dollar deal television contract, maybe then they could afford 
to, you know, hire some full-time officials, make it a year-round job where they get professional training, offer them a good salary. I think the Big Ten is just a, a multi-billion-dollar contract away from doing that. Well, I, and I know what you're saying, and, and I, I heard you guys say that yesterday. Uh, I was listening. Uh, here's my thing. I think officials for in these games, there, there has to be somebody that they can pay or some bodies that goes back and rewatches the games. Conference, they will say it's the Big Ten Conference. They have to go back and, or two people go back and rewatch these games. And all these crappy calls, and I'm talking about the bad ones. Yeah. Every official has to see his bad calls on tape and have it gone over with the head of officials or whomever and said, look, do you understand why this was an absolute SHI, you know what, why call? And he either has to explain himself or try to explain to him why he called it that way and then to be told, well, you're wrong. Right. You're wrong. The block charge is the absolute most incorrectly foul called in all of sports. Any sport. It is ridiculous that and how officials are so duped. How can the most gullible people on the floor be the freaking officials? This is what they're supposedly trained to do. Yet they fall for BS all the time. Yeah, the flop rules in, but they don't get that right all the time. Do you or they don't call it? Uh, it's just they they perceive a foul. They they think a foul is going to happen before it happens. Sometimes I think yeah. then uh, if they're on the wrong side of the body, you just call a foul. Now you're guessing. And that happens way too often. In the game in Las Vegas, there was a time or two where it was so bad that we saw the officials come together quickly because the other guy said, oh, that was a bad call. I better go save him on this one. Uh, well, real quick, I'm just going to interject here that, that I think the biggest issue with the block charge, and I understand it's been a controversial call for a while, but when they implemented that restricted area, I mean – all to me, all they do is look to see if you're in the restricted area or not. If it's if you're just outside, they're calling a charge. If you're inside, they're going to call a block. Well, there was one in the IU game that Xavier Johnson had to point to the floor to the official that just called the damn charge, and then the call got reversed by another official. So, I think they need to do away with the restricted area. Personally, that's just my thought. Nah, they need that. I think they need that at the minimum. Why do they need that? Why do I don't know? I've never understood this. Why do they need that? Why Why does that matter? Because there's no way you can set that close. Um, it's It's just a rule. It's just because. It, 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 of, okay. It's just because. Just because. That's not. A, that's not an. Ex, that's not an explanation to me. No, I, I'm trying to finish it i just hadn't gotten to the words but it's it's it happens so fast right there that there's no way uh it's just a a no charge area 
because there's too much congestion. There's too much speed at that last second. I, I mean, I think that that was the decision making for that. And it's not being able to draw a charge under the basket, basically. That's the issue. You can't draw a charge under the basket, which I think makes complete sense. But they just, there's too much interpretation interpretation instead of this is the freaking rule. So we got to take a break. I could sit here and go off on that all day. Mike DeCourcy's with us today, Chronic Hoosier. And uh, we've got plenty more to get to. Hope you guys are having a great day. Great start to your week. We appreciate you. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting over to BB's. Speaking of uh, that, uh, Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club, BB's Market. Don't forget, stop by and uh, see Jeff JD. See what he's got going on. But uh, we got lots more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Back with it right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house made deli, side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in-house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. 
Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is brought to you by Southern Stone Restaurant. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Me Radio here on this Tuesday, December 13th. Man, really? Was it 10, 11 days to Christmas? Holy cow. Mike DeCourcy, the great Mike DeCourcy from Sporting News and BTN Network joins us now. Mike, how are you, sir? Uh, Mike, I think you're muted. I never, I never had that happen before. Uh, uh, doing great. Um, everything's, everything's good. Uh, World Cup back in action today, and um, I got, I got, I got to have a, a day off on Sunday, which was nice. What is that? What is what's what's that you speak of? <laughs> there haven't been many. Yeah, uh, man, World Cup. Some dra- lots of drama last week in the quarters. Uh, fun matches to watch. Uh, who what? Who was it uh, that went to penalty kicks? Um, I, I forget. It's been so long ago, and I've had so many games in my head. But anyway, they were just. It was a drama. The most drama uh, filled match that was it. Argentina who played a like an over- overtime. To get to the next level, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Argentina played uh, uh, overtime and won in overtime. Uh, uh, beat um, beat the Netherlands. Oh uh, yes, that's what the Netherlands came from two nothing down. Um, no, I'm sorry that that was actually in penalties. I'm right, yeah, because uh, Messi stepped up and nailed his penalty first thing, and uh, and then uh, and Virgil Van Dyke. Stepped up for uh, the Netherlands and and was stopped. So uh, the, the, I believe the Argentina keeper stopped two and had one go off the post behind him. Uh, so Argentina was able to win. Um, it was uh, it, it was it was very dramatic for them to come back from two nothing down. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Of course, and then uh, Indiana men's soccer. Of course, we talked that about that that the most heartbreaking loss that uh for an indiana fan that i can ever imagine watching uh my gosh the last uh, john what was that stat again <laughs> so seven of their last eight postseason exits they have either lost in penalties or golden goal wow <clears throat> wow that is brutal you know it just occurred to me as we were thinking about this <laughs> Uh, you know, when you talked about heartbreaking loss, I'm like, well, that would be like being on the opposite end of the Keith Smart shot. And then I, and then I realized oh. who was oh. on the opposite end of the Keith Smart shot. Yeah. Yes. How about that? That's a great yeah. yes. Yeah. I, can, actually, uh, I forgot about that until, cause I had previously sent out a tweet 
that uh, the last time Indiana played Syracuse, that worked out kind of well for Indiana. But uh, yeah, that, I forgot about that since I sent that out. So yeah, uh, all good. It comes around, man. Uh, but uh, that was Syracuse's first time even in the national. Yeah, championship game. yeah, they've done a nice job building up a program there. I think you know the ACC has been the best soccer league. East Coast, uh, baby, in, in college in colleges, uh, and and I think that uh, membership in <coughs> excuse me in the ACC has helped both Pitt and Syracuse build up successful programs and challenge Wake and Duke and uh, in particular those two schools. And of course, Maryland moved into the Maryland has had a great program for decades. Uh, uh, moved into the Big Ten and and has given uh, the Hoosiers uh, some some interesting challenges over the last eight or nine years or so. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that was uh, no fun. That that was just (laughs) – that was – I've got to be honest with you because I've removed myself emotionally from games. uh, You know, I don't do the fan thing. That one, I could feel that through the TV. I could feel the emotion for those guys. I mean, that one just sucked when that goal went through the net, man. It was just – you talk about air just going out of the everything. It just dropped it. And, and I can't imagine the players, especially a soccer match, because you have already played for a game that or a match that seems like it's, it's taken two days. Right. And you've gone to double <clears throat> overtime. You've done you've gone as beyond where you can go. And then to lose, my God, that would just be crippling. Yeah, because, I mean, you've essentially said through 120 minutes of soccer, we're as good as they are, they're as good as us. And, but somebody still leaves with a trophy and somebody does not. And that, so that's, I mean, that's, that's true at all levels of, of, of soccer that use penalty kicks to decide a victory uh, in tournament competition. It, the reality is there's, there's not a huge difference between the two teams. They're both, you know, in, in, on that day, there's no, you can't separate them, but then you have to separate them. And, and penalty kicks is a reasonable way to do it. You know, there are a lot of people who don't follow soccer who say, well, why don't they just keep playing? I mean, soccer is a brutal sport to, you know, to go just, just for those who have to go the 120, it's brutal. Uh, And to try to push beyond that, I mean, it's, it's dangerous and there's a reason to stop. I, that was my exact answer to someone last night, Mike. I'm like, you know, (laughs) I told you people bring it up. I'm like, I said, dude, I said, they're, they've already been out there running. I said, you don't get it. I said, they're, you don't get timeouts hardly when you're out there. It's just nonstop. Uh, I said, that would just be inherently dangerous to the players. And I, I used to, I get, I understand it, how it looks, but I'm like, what's the difference between a, a football game, you know, coming down to a field goal? Uh, right. You know, I mean, Hell, it used to be uh, in the NFL, a team could not even see the ball in overtime right. and lose. So right. you know, it's there's there's that. So it's a no, legitimate it's- test of skill uh, on on every team's part. You have to choose the right takers. You have to, you know, your goalkeeper has to do the best possible job in a in a very difficult circumstance. It's it's a fair it's a fair way to decide a game like that. You hate to have it come down to that because you know. That again, like I said, the teams are equivalent, and this is deciding it on something other than what you know what you would want to decide a soccer game. But uh, you know, as as we've seen in other games uh, in, in in soccer in particular, there are times when one team completely outplays the other, and 
and and fails to 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 finish goals, and then the other team you know gets one break uh, and 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 finishes and and wins. So um, I you know I I think Indiana should hold its head high. They had a fabulous season, a tremendous season, and it, it's less than what they wanted to, but not that much less. Absolutely. A couple other things to get to. The terrible, gut-wrenching situation with Mike Leach. Um, Just terrible. I mean, he is one of the characters of sports. Uh, Just a a guy that did not play the game, but is one of the few people that have reached the level of coaching without having uh, been a player or, or like that. I think, wasn't he an attorney? Before he started coaching, <clears throat> that I don't know. He he uh, he went. He he. I don't know if he became an attorney, but he he went to he studied law. I do know that. Yeah, he well, he's certainly quite the the character, uh, as we know with the stories and whatnot. But man, it, it, it's uh, what I've seen is that it's going to take a miracle for him to make it he, through. He um, it's just, it just was reported that he just, he passed away on Monday night. Oh, oh wow, I didn't know wow. that. Oh, that was just uh, it was just two minutes ago, I think. Unfortunately. Wow. Very sad to hear that uh Mississippi State coach Mike Leach uh has passed away. That when's the last time, Mike, you recall that even happening? Well, it's not in season, so um well it's I guess kinda still. They haven't played the bowl games. Mississippi State, are they go were they going to a bowl? Uh yes. I think so, yeah, yeah. I do think so. Anyway, I, you know, it's 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 rare. I mean yeah, I remember Skip Prosser. Um, Skip was a little younger than than Mike is. Uh, and, Jerry and Kill. He, I'm sorry. Jerry Kill had an itch situation right. with Minnesota. Right. <clears throat> but Jerry recovered, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, and so uh, you know, I, I Skip Prosser passed away in 2007. I think. I think he was around 53 or something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, who was the head basketball coach at Wake Forest at the time. Uh, Very tragic. And and who was someone that I, that I was close to and and really admired. And I did not know Mike. I did not have any uh, interactions with him, but uh, I know, I I know people in in my business who were very fond of him and enjoyed interacting with him. And, and it's a tragic loss for, for, for the sport and for his family and for Mississippi state uh, and unfortunately, it's been, you know, it's been a week for that. You know, I mean, uh, those of us who uh, who cover sports and uh, and who in soccer in particular, you know, knew Grant Wall. And it, it happens that Grant and I were both covering college basketball for national magazines from 2000 when I took over at Sporting News till 2008 when he left to cover soccer full time. So I spent a lot of time around Grant and, and then got to reconnect when I started to cover soccer as well. And, and losing him on Friday was just devastating. Uh, as someone that I, who's, who, who I really admired and really uh, respected as a journalist and as a person. And I, I'm not going to pretend that we were like uh, golfing buddies or whatever, but we, we were very friendly and, and I, and I think we had a mutual respect and, and one thing that we had was um, there was always seemed to be a U.S. men's national team game during March. Uh, and for five years in a row, we were at the exact same regional or, of course, the Final Four 
uh, and we would get together and go watch at, at a sports bar or something the men's national team play in a friendly or a World Cup qualifier or something like that five years in a row. And then, of course, that tradition uh, was broken when he left the college basketball beat. But those were those were nights that I I, I can remember everywhere we were, uh, you know, you know what the place we went to the game um, a little bit, who we played, all that stuff, um, because because getting a chance to spend time with, with him was so was so precious. And one of the things that I wrote in the column that I wrote about when, uh, when I, um, when he passed was this, that on, um, I was in Cincinnati for, there were, there were, they had like a pre world cup interview session with half the players on one day and half the players on the other. I went in for the second of those days. And then there was a friendly against Morocco the day after that. And, the day of the second day, uh, you know, we interviewed got, like half the team over the course of, gosh, it was about two hours because they were bringing guys in for 15, 20 minutes and then bringing a new guy in. And, um, and so when it was done, you know, I, I saw Grant in the hall and we talked for a little while and I wanted to ask him, um, hey, you got any dinner plans? And, and just the conversation led me to believe he was really bogged down. And so I didn't want to add to his burden. And you know what I, I I realize now, like, you know, if you have a chance, don't pass that up. Don't pass that up because, you know, and if he was too busy, he could have said, but at least I would have tried and I didn't. And, you know, you don't, I th- you think, oh, well, I'll get another chance to go to dinner with Grant. You know, that's going to happen. We're going to see each other in a national team game or whatever. And it didn't happen. And so I, I just, you know, if, if, if you have some people you care about in your life and, uh, and spend, spend as much time with them as is, feasible for either one of you yeah it's 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 it it's just always we can't realize how short it is until it's too late and so those are great words of wisdom uh that i echo uh i think it's time for a break already job boy says and we got plenty more to talk about uh indiana basketball of course as well as much more Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News is with us. We're back with more. Brought to you by our good friends from GoTeen, part of the Wild Club Endeavor Hospitality Network. For those on the go, GoTeen is the full of protein, great <clears throat> tasting, and exactly what you need. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. 
Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford prides itself on providing their guests with fresh, innovative dishes with a Cajun cuisine designed to please your palate and your wallet. Every item on their menu is made from scratch using only the freshest ingredients. It's a great place to catch a game, meet up with friends for a night out, or have dinner with the family. We'll see you in the dining room because we guarantee you'll like it. Courtroom Sports Grill, located in the heart of downtown Bedford and is a part of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details. Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hops' Brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Feast Market and Cellar, a part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club, is located next door to Southern Stone Restaurant on Patterson and Rogers. It's one of the most popular gathering spots in Bloomington. Whether you're out on a date with your spouse, friends, or coworkers, Feast Market and Cellar offers an extensive wine selection with a sommelier on staff to help you with your selections. Feast also provides a wide variety of cheeses, gourmet sandwiches, entrees, a coffee bar, bread, pastries, all made fresh and mouthwatering. Stop by Feast Market and Cellar today. This segment is brought to you by REMAX Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pro's team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Mohanda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Tuesday. Uh, the great Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News and Big Ten Network with us, as always, along with Dustin Schutte. Uh Ross just pointed out uh, this is also the 45th anniversary of the plane crash of the Evansville basketball program, which that never – Whenever that anniversary comes up, it's like, wow, it takes you right back there for a second because that was a devastating moment, uh, not just for Evansville, more so for Evansville, obviously, but that affected uh, probably the entire state of Indiana. Yeah, it's a very sad day. I mean, we've we've had very few of those in in sports um, that that you know the Marshall plane crash. Uh, being one and, th- and this being another uh, it, it's they're, they're rare and, and, and it's good that they are. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's, su- it's such a devastating thing when something like that happens, it, it impacts, you know, it, the impact runs so many directions. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a sad day to remember without a doubt. Uh, absolutely. And let's see, as for the tickets situation, Jennifer said she got hers, off of an Arizona pre-sale code that she got off of Twitter. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Good work, Jennifer. <laughs> 
so I wonder if uh, there was a ton of IU people that did that. That's just hilarious. Oh, I'm sure. There, there had to be, I'm serious. There's no way Arizona gave up that many tickets. It was, yeah. it was my bug. I don't want to beat on that drum, but. Uh, well, uh, I'll be curious to see how many uh, Hoosiers make the trek. I, I know that uh, uh, a guy I know from Louisville is, is heading down uh, to, to Allen Fieldhouse. Um, are you going, Jim? Oh, absolutely. And this is, is this your first trip? Yep, I have not been oh. to the fog. I've been Man, to. Awesome. I've been I'm to. Uh, oh, I, I've heard. Awesome. I've. Well, you know what? I had Pat Knight on the uh, post game show the other day. That's another thing. That was very fortunate. Pat Knight and, and Dean Garrett. Pat talked about the fog. Alan said, oh, "I was. I hated it." He said, "I hate it. We hated play. Hated it. What? Well, how could you not? I mean." I, it's it's probably akin to Assembly Hall, but I have since I haven't seen it, I don't know if the setup is a little better. And I'm going to think it might be. Especially it's really nothing like Assembly Hall. No, no, not in design, but I meant as far as uh, uh, how they have the seating and. Or, well, or I mean, in in a lot of cases in in, in Allen, um, in Fog Allen, uh, you're on a bleacher, uh, so it's not it's not the same. But go early so you can walk around the, the, the hallways and go into Hall of Fame and all of that, experience the whole deal. I, you know, they, they redesigned it a little bit a while back, and it used to be one of those arenas that if you played in the day and the sun was out, that the sun would come streaming in, and that was, like, super cool. And I think they muted that some because I think it was messing with television or whatever. Uh, or maybe it was getting the player's eyes. I don't know. But they they muted that a little bit. So that particular romantic vision isn't quite the same. But there are certain buildings in college basketball that, that – and, and, and not, a, not very many other sports still have this because most of the professional teams are in, are in beautiful buildings that are newish and – and they are varying degrees of comfortable or great sight lines. And some of them are kind of not great. And some of them are terrific, like, uh, like Gainbridge. Um, but in college basketball, you still have your Cameron and you still have the Palestra and you still have the barn and you have Allen. And, and I, 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 an assembly hall, assembly hall. Absolutely. Assembly hall is a little different than all those. It's kind of got that seventies architecture thing going on, but it's, you know, but, but th- there's that, you know, that earlier era back to the 30s, 40s, 50s that it takes you back to. And it is my favorite place that I've ever been to watch any sport. Uh, so those who get to go down for Saturday, uh, you know, take it in and enjoy it. And then, you know, and then root for your guys, you know, but enjoy the experience of being there because not, you know, not everybody gets the chance to do that. No, and I, I will say that the last time uh, Indiana played Duke at Cameron, I was down there, and, and I was surprised on how many IU fans were able to get their hands on those tickets because this is a different than, say, the, the Arizona game, which is supposed neutral site, yada, yada, right. split. Uh, I was like, damn. I, I saw, I'm like, because it only holds 9,000, and I'm like, okay, that's not bad. So I'm sure it'll be kind of the same, maybe a little bit about that, but they, they may get lost in that, that fog Allen crowd, but just a little tidbit. Did you know that assembly hall was, is based off of a 1950s cattle auction house in North Carolina? I did not know that. It's huh. there's a built, there's a building. I think it's a little smaller, but the exact architectural structure is what I learned that from Ken Bikoff. I was like, well, they should have not 
they should have found a different one <laughs> to build it off of. But uh, regardless of that, um, Mike Leach, that's a story that is, is, uh, 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 we don't know the facts, so uh, you, you can't, uh, you can only assume so much. We know what he was charged with. We don't know who it was against. Not, not, not I mean, Mike Chris, Leach, Beard. Chris Beard. Chris Beard. Chris Beard. Chris Beard. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got some names written down here. Uh, Chris Beard. Chris Beard, the uh, coach at um, Texas. Tenth, uh, top 10 Texas. Uh, again, we know what he was charged with. We don't know. All we can only assume. He's got three daughters. He has a fiance. Hell, it could have been somebody else over there. Maybe a cousin. I don't know who was there, but. He I, obviously he did not coach in the game last night. I assume I I was asleep by the time that came around. But oh no, he's been suspended indefinitely by Texas. So um, that's just a, a that's another another horrible situation. But man, that's got to be really horrible for Texas. They're a top ten team right now. Yeah, and and it, I think the impact, uh, you know, and this is please, this is not the most important component of this. And I understand that I'm just talking because I'm a basketball analyst writer and that's what we're talking about. So, um, but I was just going to go into the fact that it was clear that what happened was affecting last, the team last night, because they played rice, which is not a great team and had to go into overtime to win. Um, So I think that that will linger with, with Texas as a, you know, as a team for a while, as far as, you know, the first thing that you, you should say in a circumstance like this is that the, that the greatest concern is for everyone else there, um, you know, their health, their physical health, their mental health. That's what's most important in a circumstance like this, whatever happened. Um, and then we'll find out what, what happened. I mean, he's, the, the charges are pretty, at least, you know, we don't know who the, uh, who the alleged victim is, but the charges against him, you know, uh, third degree felony assault. And it's described as in an article from CNN, assault on a family or household member by impeding breath circulation. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty rugged charge to have that, uh, asserted against you. And, We'll see what um, what comes of it as it plays through the court system. But it's going to have, you know, again, going back to basketball, it's going to have an impact on his career uh, in some way, shape or form. Uh, it could, you know, it, it, depending on how it, he navigates the legal system relative to this, it could be extraordinarily damaging to his career. Um, and. And then from there, uh, it's going to certainly have an impact on on this team, which was among the most impressive teams I've seen uh, to date. Uh, they've had you know they've had some difficult nights the the end of the Illinois game, for instance. But that was a game in which they excelled a lot of the game. They're they're a very good team, uh, so we'll see how that comes out. There, Kenneth says that was. Uh, released the report was released last night that it was his fiance. Uh, I hadn't seen that yet, but um, you know, and for it to go that far, then that tells me he, he, well, you, cause you're, if someone just, and I hate to make this uh correlation, but uh, the Bob Knight, Neil Reed thing, he did not choke Neil Reed. He had him look like he just stopped him right there. This yeah, you know, like- I, I will say this. I, I, and I, I'm comfortable talking about this. Um, 
in everything I've ever written about Bob and that circumstance, I have always used the phrase struck him in the, the neck or the throat. Yeah. I've never yeah. said, I have never said or written that he choked him. I think that's, I've always thought that was lazy because we too. know what that looks like. We've all, you know, even if you haven't seen it in your own, you've all seen enough movies to know what it looks like. And that's not what that looked like. So I always thought that that was unfair to Bob. Uh, look, what he did was plenty. Right. And, and so I thought it was much, you know, I've always, and this, we're talking about 20 years. And of course I haven't written about it every week, but over the course of more than 20 years, and, and I did, I think have occasion to write about it recently. I can't remember in what context, but I've always endeavored to make sure that I said struck him in the neck or struck him in the throat. Never have I ever said he choked him because I don't think that's accurate reporting. It's exactly, I agree with you a thousand percent. And that's why exactly why I was using this as uh, an example, because that was the difference. This sounds like if it goes this far, it's, it's, it's probably serious, but again, going, can't go on assumptions. Uh, You have to wait till that plays out, but it does not look good for Chris Beard. It definitely does not look good for Texas. As you said, this can really uh, torpedo uh, their season. We hate that for them. Uh, Hope that everyone else obviously involved is, is okay as well. Uh, Don't want to ignore that, but uh, just a wow. uh, You don't, this is doesn't happen very often. And in the middle of the season, when, uh, when a coach has got such a good team, that's, that's, Man, I don't think just- ever, I, I've been doing this for 40 years and I'm not going to say it's never happened, but I'm going to say it's not happened in a sport that I was covering actively. And there might like there might have been like some, you know, uh, coach or manager in another sport, another professional sport or something that I'm not actively involved in. And so, I mean, maybe in, in the periphery, but in the, in the sports I've actively covered, I can't ever remember an, an arrest, uh, you know, of a sitting head coach in these circumstances, you know, for, with this charge. I mean, we've had on occasion DUIs and stuff like DUIs, that. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, exactly where I was going. Um, we've had those come up. Um, not very often, but some, but something like this, I can't recall anything quite like that. A, a, an arrest with that particular charge. Austin. Uh, so I'm going to switch topics uh, and, and go over to the basketball side of things, the actual basketball side of things. Um, <laughs> Some interesting results from the weekend. Indiana got uh, beat by 14 points against Arizona, but obviously they're without Jalen Hood, Shafino. Uh, the Nebraska Purdue game was was a really good game. It looked like they they were with Purdue was without Mason Gillis, but it looked like Nebraska maybe found a way uh, to neutralize Zach Eady. Um, there were some other good games last week with Ohio State beating Rutgers at the buzzer. Just um, to me, Mike. What, what has been your impression about the Big Ten, maybe the top half? I think what's been interesting is uh, coming into the season, a lot of people kind of pegged Illinois and Indiana as the two best teams in the Big Ten, and a lot of people thought that that was going to be the the race for the top, and Purdue comes from middle of the pack all the way now they're the number one team in the country. Um, it, just a really interesting start to the season for the Big Ten in terms of who's currently at the top. I know we got a long way to go, but. Yeah, you know, I actually had Purdue in that list all along. Um, I, I, I liked what they had coming back, but I, I, I will I will totally admit that although I expected Fletcher Lawyer to be a capable freshman, I didn't expect what he's doing. <laughs> right. Um, and, and you know, uh, Braden Smith has been a revelation. 
I, I honestly think to an extent, I mean, look, Purdue does as good a job of scouting as anybody, but I don't even think they expected this. I mean, when I, when I asked the question at media day of Matt about uh, their point guard situation and he was all over Braden as being the guy, uh, but I don't think they went into the year knowing that he was going to be ready to do this. He, he won the job with his performances in preseason practice um, and, and has, you know, has answered any questions about that. So I, I, I thought they would be a contender based on uh, you got Zach, you know, you've got a good complement of, of veteran uh, forwards and wings. Um, and, and then the freshmen have been just tremendous as guards. So I, I think from that standpoint, uh, I, I always thought they would be competitive. Uh, but the way, <laughs> excuse me, it's developed, I think that you can see that it's going to be a terrific race, uh, that it, it's really going to be entertaining. And, you know, when a team like Illinois uh, can be had at home by a Penn State, I mean, I, th- I think that says that that it, the league is deeper than anticipated that there'll probably be more tournament bids for this league than it was anticipated. I thought that the line would probably stop at seven. And I think that they're going to trend toward eight or nine again, uh, based on pre-conference performances and, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's been really impressive. And I, I, I was asked uh, what I thought that the, that the league champion was going, what number the league champion was going to put up. And I still think, that uh, that you're going to probably have to win 15 games to win the league. I, I have a hard time seeing 14 do it. But uh, I think there'll be two or three teams that are pursuing that, uh, that have a chance at that number. Uh, even as good as the league is, I think, that, you know, I think Purdue's not going to lose a lot of games. I think if IU gets healthy, I don't think they're going to lose a lot of games. Uh, so it, it'll be very interesting. I think it's going to be a, a really compelling winner in the Big Ten. And there's been two teams that have stuck out. One of them you already mentioned uh, as well, Penn State. I think Micah Shrewsbury has done a really good job there in just his second year. And then obviously Maryland, a top 25 team under Kevin Willard. They got a big game coming up this week against UCLA. Um, I know that's uh, two different teams there, but um, has there been one team that stood out to you a little bit more? To me, For me, maybe it's Penn State because you don't typically expect – Penn State to be up there, whereas Maryland, just because of the namesake, you expect Maryland to be good. But I think both coaches have done a phenomenal job here through the first nine, ten games of the season. They absolutely have. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I did not expect Maryland to be significant, and they have been right. significant. Penn State has been dangerous. I think that's the difference. Dangerous is easier to do. Sure. Uh, and I'm, and, and, and I'm, that's not to demean what Mike is doing, because they had to progress to dangerous. Uh, he took them from, you know, from, you know, relatively irrelevant a year ago with what they had to dangerous and legit dangerous. And when I say dangerous, I'm talking about NCAA tournament candidate dangerous. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they have, you know, they went on the road and they were looking square at 0-2 after a pretty good non-conference performance. Uh, they go and they play Michigan State at home and they got handled pretty well. And, and that had to shake them a little bit or should have shook it, sh- shaken them a little bit. And it didn't. They go on the road looking at Illinois, which has been beating people all over the place, just came back from beating Texas in the garden. And they go in there and win that game. That's amazing. Uh, that, you know, Assembly Hall is one of the hardest places in this league to win at. Uh, and I, I, I'm just overwhelmingly impressed by what Mike has done. But 
I didn't think that Maryland was going to be a team that you're talking about being a legit contender for the league championship. Right. And I think you have to at least consider them at, at, at this early stage as a team that could do that. I mean, if they can go and play Tennessee and lose by three, a Tennessee team that has been terrific this year, as expected, uh, and, and play them and fall behind and not play great and still find a way to get back into that game. He has, uh, Kevin Willard has instilled a level of grit and, and overperformance, so to speak, that hasn't been present in Maryland basketball since Gary Williams left. Um, Stephen Bardo, when he was on with us at uh, Big Ten Media Days, I, he picked. Uh, he said, "Watch out for Maryland." That's it was his dark horse, and uh, he did. Yep, he did go to... see them practice, though, right? I, uh, I, I remember sure. right. I think I think Steve took a took a trip down there. I could be wrong, but it was a great call. Steve, no no surprise, he's a great analyst. Uh, yeah, they're they're and they're recruiting very very well right now. So right. they've got very good recruits coming as well. Mike, what's up next for you? World Cup semis today uh, and tomorrow. Uh, today we have uh, Croatia against uh, boy, Argentina. Argent- Argentina, right? Lionel Messi, that's today. And then tomorrow is France-Morocco. Uh, it'd be France against the entire Arab world slash African continent because everybody's on Morocco's side. They'll be playing. Well, you got against- two storylines there because that would be the first African team to ever make the finals. Yes. Or – France could become the first team to repeat in what sixty years or something yeah, like since that. Brazil, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, so it, it, it's it's pretty cool. You know, it'll for 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 France, it'll be like uh, I think I think there may be a greater percentage of IU fans at Allen on Saturday than there will be uh, <laughs> France fans on on Wednesday afternoon uh, because uh, the the uh, the Morocco oh. team. First of all, they're really likable. Uh, it's you know nobody it's, likes France anyway. Man, likes yeah, they, got, they got some guys, but uh, but it, it's a really likable Morocco team, uh, and and they've been embraced by their continent and their you know and 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 the you know the the uh, Arab countries as well. Qatar is the host, and so it's been you know there's been a, a heavy uh, presence from the Arab countries in Qatar because it's so much easier for them to get there, uh, and so they've all just adopted Morocco as their team, and it's. It's been fun to watch. Now, the soccer that they play is not always the the prettiest. They're they're strictly a defend and counter team at this level. Uh, so it's you know zero zero will not be a surprise if it happens. Uh, and I think it, for for Morocco, if they can take that game to penalties, uh, they'll take whatever result they can get. Absolutely, Dustin. You well, I was just going to say what I just learned is that Mike gets very little sleep. This time, of year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're catching up. <laughs> yes, yes, it's well, work all day on the World Cup and then catch up on college hoops at night. It's yeah. been uh, it's been quite an adventure. Well, Mikey, we appreciate you, brother. Look forward to talking to you next week about the result of this uh, Indiana Kansas game. No matter how it Absolutely. goes, it'll be it'll be something. Have a great rest of your week, brother. Thanks, Jim and Dustin. Talk to you next week. Mike DeCorsi from the Sporting News and the Big Ten Network joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by our good friends from Barber Pop Real Estate Services. If you're down in the Louisville, Southern Indiana, Floyd, Clark, Harrison, Scott County areas down there, you need Barber Pop Real Estate Services because they have served that community for over three decades. Reach out to Barbara at barbarapop.com or my man Matt Lincoln, Matt at barbarapop.com. Back 
with more after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMooreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Looking for something different for lunch or dinner? Visit Cabello Restaurant, located on the square in downtown Bloomington. Experience the tastes and traditions of the Italian heritage right here in southern Indiana. Enjoy handmade pasta and house-made desserts. At Cabello, they curate local produce, purchase fresh meats from BB's Market, so every meal you share at Cabello has roots in our community. Catering options are available, and we have private rooms available for reservations, whether for dinner or business meetings. Capello on the square. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team. It's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Goatine was created for go-getters like you. Goatine is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoatineBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Goatine is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of WOW Network. This segment is brought to you by Feast Market and Cellar. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Tuesday, December 13th. It is finals week, so there will not be much. You know what? Let me check. I haven't checked the uh, 
college basketball schedule. Is there uh, does everybody it's, have finals this week? I'm sure not everybody, but the the schedule is pretty bleak um, from the from the Big Ten perspective. I don't think anybody plays until Wednesday, and the, you got Minnesota plays Arkansas Pine Bluff, and then a, actually a big one. Maryland hosts UCLA, so that's a that that should be a fun game. And then Wisconsin plays Thursday, and then you got a full slate then on Saturday, and and one more game on Sunday. So it's not not very busy in the Big Ten at least. Well, there's well that was yesterday. Still a surprising amount of games for uh, yesterday. Any, any, um, let's see, Syracuse, they got past Monmouth, Northern, to Creighton. Lost. Well, Arizona fun. State. Man, they look so good. And boy, they, they, they have, they've lost again. That's surprising. Yep. Um, anyone else? Kennesaw State. Future Indiana opponent. Got blown out by San Diego State. Got the doors knocked off of them, 88-54, so that can tell you what that game is going to be like. <laughs> um, not not pretty. It will not be pretty. I mean, but San not, Diego State's not. probably a top – they're usually a top 25 team. I don't know. They they must have lost a couple to lose that, that number 22 spot, but I, I still think they're probably a top 25 team. Uh, tomorrow night – or tonight, rather, on the docket. Hey, there's a full schedule. I mean, don't kid yourself. Uh, let's see. Uh, a lot of small-town teams. Do these guys not have finals, man? Or do they schedule them differently so they can get on TV? Because that would be a very smart smart thing to do. Is they host Southern. Southern. North Carolina the Cit- is hosting the Citadel. Number five, Houston, is playing a, a non-conference game. Let's see. Which LSU. Texas LSU. Tech. Again, these are all, yeah, everybody's still playing these non-con games. Texas yep. Tech is playing, but Arizona is playing. Texas A&M Christie, Florida State. Oh, South, here's, South Carolina Upstate. Alabama is hosting Memphis. Memphis. That should be a good one. Yeah, could, Alabama. Could be a good one. Number four, Alabama, by the way. How about that? Number four. Nate Oates is... Uh, Made the difference there. Kind of knew he would when they got him from what's that place up north, northern up there, northern New York, where the uh, Bills play, Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo yeah, they Bulls. brought him in from Buffalo. Man, I was like, ah, that was a good, good get. <clears throat> well, they're Washington. only they're only losses to UConn, and UConn's what number two or three in UConn's, the top twenty-five. Uh, there's a lot of people that think UConn is a Final Four team. I think UConn might be the best team in the country. Now, see, I have not seen them play at all. I have seen Kansas or uh, Arizona. Yep. Not that they can't be beat, obviously, because Utah beat the crap out of them. I don't know how. Um, first of all, Arizona must not have been focused because they were focused for this game, and well, there is there's not much you can do with. With uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, the center Bolo. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot you could do with this dude. He he is. I, I would love to see him, them, uh, and Purdue play. Because that would be these, good. Him and Mac and Mount Edie are like two immobile immobile objects. They're both. Uh, he, Bolo is a massive, massive human. 
He's bigger than Edie. Let me ask wise. If I let me tell you, uh, you we can want the Purdue Arizona game, but I'm going to tell you that Arizona is going to run Purdue right out of the gym uh, because wow. Purdue does Purdue does not have the guard play. I disagree. They they have good guards. They don't have the guards at Arizona. Here's this is to me how you beat Arizona. You got to hope they miss a bunch of shots in that Utah game. They made four of like thirty three pointers. I, sometimes that's sometimes <laughs> legitimately you just have to hope a team beats itself. And uh, if that's how I think you beat Arizona, you just have to hope they're not hitting because otherwise they're going to push the tempo. I don't know that there's a team that can defend them for a full 40 minutes. You might be able to get some possessions to keep it close. I mean, Purdue would throw some new challenges out there, but we've seen in the this is what happens every year in the NCAA tournament to Purdue. They they go up against a team with elite guard play that pushes the tempo, and Zach Eady cannot move that fast. So if he's got to go, he's going to get gassed in that game. They're going to have to go small. And then you just take out the biggest threat of the basketball game. So then, to me, if Purdue could get into a grinder with them, but I just don't see that happening. Um, Arizona shot 40% from three in the game. That's pretty damn good. Against uh, Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. And here's but the so – but so did Indiana. They were both exactly ten of twenty five. Yeah, both. You talk about a high. That's a. That's a. How often do you? You don't see two teams shooting no fifty three point shots and shooting forty freaking percent. That's a shootout. It is a shootout. And it, the the funny thing was, and we talked about this yesterday, was if you would have told me Indiana shot ten of twenty five from three point line from the three point line, I'd have thought this was this was going to be a three to five point game one way or the other. Nope. Um, they just they had two more field goals and ten more free th- or ten more made free throws. Now, see, and that's where that's right. where the difference comes in, and that's what Mike Woodson was mentioned. Didn't mm-hmm. complain about it. It was brought up to him. Nine free throw attempts for Indiana, twenty five for Arizona. You can talk about all you want with this game and who didn't do what. There's your difference right there. Indiana did what they needed to do to win the game as far as shooting. They shot 40% from three-point. You're not going to get that. That's on that many shots. That's freaking incredible for any team. Uh, what did they shoot overall for the free for uh, field goal percentage? Uh, 42%? That's that's where they were lacking. They couldn't get the field goals in. Uh 20, 29 of 69. They're, they're a, a, a much a 10, 12% higher shooting team than that. And that was the difference. They could not get the, the, the paint points. Uh, as a matter right. of fact, that where, where's, oh man, I'm on a different statue. Where are the paint points for that game? Because that was the difference maker. I thought it was, I want to say it was like 42 to 22 or 42 to 24 or something like that. I could be I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure it was like a 20 point difference of points in the paint. So, and while Indiana, you look that up, how how about by the way, has Race Thompson been listening to this show? Because ever since we talked about him not shooting the three, he's five for nine, and he went four for seven against uh, Arizona. Yeah, that was a uh, and they needed that. And I'll tell you, the shots looked pretty. <laughs> it, it was vastly different from what we saw through the first whatever it was, eight games. We've got to take a break. 
Uh, next, Chronic Hooger is going to join us. We're brought to you by our good friends from Metalworks Brewing Company, a part of Endeavor Hospitality of Wow Network. Make sure you go to your Apple app or Google Play Store. Sign up for the Wow Club today. Metalworks Brewing Company is a combination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art, alongside a desire to be actively involved in the Bloomington community. Recently launched here, the old former Function Brewing Company right off the square. Stop by. It's pretty good. We're back with Chronic Hoosier right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team, it's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Goteen was created for go-getters like you. Goteen is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoTeenBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Goteen is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewing Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing, Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. This segment is brought to you by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. 
Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio on this Tuesday. Coming to you from the Golf Company to Point Studios. And brought to you by our good friends at Andy Moore Honda. The number one Honda dealer. Chronic Hoosier joining us. Chronic, it was uh, a, we've talked about this, but a, uh, I know you're a big fan. So it's with kicking the nuts last night, to be honest with you, for uh, Indiana fans. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, penalty kicks are probably the uh, the cruelest thing in all of sports. Uh, it just uh, terribly unfortunate. Um, tip your, cat, your your hat to, to Syracuse for a team that had never made it that far before. I thought they uh, they showed a lot of poise, a lot of resiliency. Uh, incredibly proud of IU's effort, though, for a, a first half that really looked rough. Uh, the way they were able to make the adjustments at halftime really dig in. And, uh, you know, I thought they dominated the second half. I thought they, uh, I thought they won both the overtime periods, but just didn't get it in net. And, uh, when it comes down to those kicks, it's, it's such a fickle, fickle, uh, way to end a game. But, uh, I, the nice thing is a lot of youth on this team, uh, don't expect to see too, too many, um, you know, early attritions, although it's always something that you deal with when you're out there recruiting the best players in the nation. But uh, look for them to to reload, as they always do. And if history is any guide, they're going to be back really, really soon. So, uh, you know, for all the disappointment, I kind of had to take a step back last night and recognize just how impressive it is that they're able to find themselves in those positions, uh, however heartbreaking they may end at times, uh, to be there so consistently, uh, especially in the last, you know, half decade plus. Uh, really, really remarkable. Yep, absolutely, and hope that that continues. It is uh, one of the most, uh, if not the most, stunning run in all of collegiate sports. There's, I can't imagine anything um, that equals it. Would have nice been nice to see him get one of the one of the last three trips. Have just um, all three have just been heartbreakers for Indiana uh, since they've won their last title in 2012. Yeah, there's no there's no good way to exit, uh, you know, a tournament. Uh, it's just really difficult when you see yourself, you know, title game in uh in seventeen ends in overtime, uh, title game in twenty ends in overtime against Marshall, a um, couple of overtime losses uh, mixed in between there as well in the Sweet Sixteen, and then uh, to go to PKs uh, after being down, you know, found themselves down twice and were able to battle back. Uh, just really, really, really tough pill to swallow. But so is the uh, so is the life of the Indiana Soccer Hoosiers. Uh, you'd only win so many national titles because you get there so frequently. And um, the fact that they they continue to find themselves in the cup in the national title game, uh, just a testament to how incredibly strong that program is. But also, and I said it last night, you know, everybody talking about, you know, woe is me after the. The, the result out in Las Vegas for the basketball team. Uh, no doubt. I feel that pain. I think a lot of people do, but keeping the ultimate goal in mind, you're not supposed to be playing your best ball, at least in basketball in December, you know, same with soccer. Uh, if you would ask me or pretty much anybody that follows the sport late October, early November, what their, uh, what their ceiling for this team was, I, my guess is very few would have said the national title game. Uh, but as Indiana soccer is, is prone to do, they continue to get better as the season goes on. Uh, once tournament play comes in, they find another gear, and uh, they just keep going as long as their engine will push them. And uh, in this case, it was just one PK short, but it's, it's amazing 
what that type of team building, that type of development, that type of culture can produce uh, when you got the right pieces inside of it. It's certainly an aspiration, something for a, a lot of programs to model themselves off of because it, you know, it's, it's more than just the, uh, the the saying. They truly have built a tradition of excellence. So, a little perspective for the basketball team uh, coming off that tough loss, and as they're facing another very very tough game on the road here this weekend. Uh, let's let's see some growth. Let's see some development, and let's see where these guys can end up uh, come March. Now, there is one thing that I have uh, made bones about. And and it, maybe it's off the mark because I did I started it started with me with Indiana playing Marshall in soccer and I just it grates me when I look at a roster that is ninety percent foreign players. It's not that I have anything against foreign players. What I have a problem with is it's just like the leagues in Europe, like where Jordan Holes played in Germany. You're only allowed two Americans on any roster. I agree with that. I think that's exactly how it should be in college. Uh, now, it'll differ from sport to sport, but I think that there should be a number, a, a set number. You've got to have kids from America on your on your team. These are American universities. Not that they can't go, but now on these days, I, I don't want to see teams going over to and stocking programs with kids from Europe, which is exactly what Arizona has. They have eight or nine foreigners on their roster. And it, it's just like building a, a, a Euro, European all-star team. To me. I, think, I, I, I think that's kind of the direction things are going, to be honest with you. And it's not just with the teams. I mean, it's, it's the broader university. Um, just look at the complexion of IU's student body. Uh, walk across campus. And, you know, I, I think that's reflective of what you see across the universities across the country. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, they are open to all, uh, no matter the nationality. And, uh, you know, it, it very much is more and more looking like semi-pro. But, you know, when you look at this day and age of college athletics now with NIL and, and all the, uh, the changes coming, uh, I think that's just part and parcel of the, uh, of the transformation of, of NCAA athletics as a whole, to be totally honest. Um, and I, I think you're going to continue to see a trend in that direction. Now, nobody says you can't go out and recruit uh, international players. Um, you know, those are all choices that programs have to make. Um, you know, whatever your, uh, whatever your recipe is, uh, that's uh, yours to choose yours to follow, um, and yours to, to, to deal with the results. You know, we've seen, uh, Indiana, you know, soccer has, has mainly kept the same recruiting footprint for the past 50 years. They love the Ohio Valley. They love Midwestern kids, particularly Chicago and, uh, St. Louis. And that's what I love and and aggravates me because uh, you see someone like Todd Todd Yagley who was recruiting kids from Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, uh, and St. Louis, but developing talent, taking kids and developing talent. And that's that's why it it aggravates me because – and another reason is you bring all these kids in from from, uh, Europe – and regulations over there are not exactly what you'd call stringent. Um, you know, so it's, they're allowed to do things. It's just, I think there should be a limit and I'm not moving off of that. Um, yeah, you know, I'll say this in counterpoint, even Indiana soccer cashed in a couple titles with a bunch of Russians, uh, mixed in with that same group. So, you know, it's, it's whatever, whatever pieces you choose. Um, you know, I, 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 I suppose in a, uh, a nation as compacted, uh, and as diverse as Europe is, um, 
from a fan's perspective, uh, perhaps you have a, a better, uh, you know, marketing angle when you're promoting mainly domestic players. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I think college athletics, kind of like the professional ranks here in the United States, they're going to consistently strive to put the very best product on the field, uh, no matter where those those kids are coming from. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate um, that you lose, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, who you lose to and what what's on their birth certificate. That's, I, I just, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to d- agree to disagree with you on that one, because at the end of the day, you know, look at, look at the basketball team, you know, Terry Morin is, is yep. inching more and more towards that, uh, you know, just wide open, take the best from wherever they come from. And she's, she's reaping some dividends here. Now we'll see if that, if that's a pattern that, um, that continues, uh, but at least for now, as this team's currently constructed, you know, whether it be transfers, whether it be international players, they're going out and getting the best they can. Um, I, I do agree with you that, you know, the the documentation issue can become a little challenging when you start dealing with, uh, you know, international records keeping. Uh, but, you know, we deal with it all the time on the academic side. Uh, certainly you don't have the same requirements or regulations controlling who you can enroll as a student, you know, what their birth has to be and whether or not they got paid. But I think that also kind of highlights some of the absurdities of the, uh, the NCAA's current amateurism model, because quite frankly, you know, if you want a $200 a week stipend for some, you know, third tier European club, is that really any different than having your entire summer's travel and, and gear and meals paid for by an AAU program? I mean, those are benefits just the same. They may not be cash, but they're in kind. So I don't know. I think they've muddied the waters so much with these regulations that it makes it really difficult to see uh, a clear picture about who is and who isn't, uh, you know, rightfully eligible to compete. I cannot disagree with you there, brother. Uh, Indiana now moves, have the week off for finals to study until they take on the Kansas Jayhawks at Fog Allen. And they're going to experience, uh, I know you probably weren't, didn't, were not, was not able to make the trip to Las Vegas. But first of all, uh, Chronic, we've talked about it. Shocked, shocked, shocked at, I, I was with Dean Garrett and we were having lunch and, and I've said this already, but he was, Tell me that, hey, man, he goes, this is not going to be a neutral game. Though. I know Indiana fans think that because but Arizona travels well. He goes, I know Indiana does as well, but we get there, and he, he was shocked. It, I'm telling you, it was 85% Indiana fans and found out maybe how they possibly got their hands on so many Arizona tickets. Jennifer mentioned earlier she found a, 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 an Arizona pre-sale code on Twitter and use that and i think it must have a lot of other people may have done the same because it was unbelievable the indiana crowd out there yeah you know that's it's something that uh you see reflected right now in ticket prices for iu games um there's been a lot of pinup demand uh over the last several years uh indiana fans pining to get back to national relevance, pining to see them compete at the highest level against the best teams uh, outside of the conference, not just during the conference portion of the schedule. And just what a, a cathartic release this year has been. So not surprising the least bit. Um, I don't know that you're going to see quite that that uh, that number of support out in Lawrence this weekend just because this is a, no. a true home and away game. Uh, but I do know just from my own, you know, my own text right now, uh, I can probably list at least four or five dozen uh, friends of mine, uh, close friends of mine. They're going to be traveling out there, which I just think is testament to uh, 
to Indiana fans' excitement uh, to see a team that's competitive again. And, you know, while it was uh, unfortunate that that many people made it out to the desert uh, and didn't quite get the result we wanted, uh, I'm looking at that game thinking, you know, just how how valuable that can be down the road for this program uh, to get into a neutral court setting uh, such as that, you know, it, it almost like you had a tournament in, uh, in Indy or somewhere close by uh, come March where you're going to see an inordinate amount, a disproportionate amount of Indiana fans traveling and supporting in a gym that's, you know, not in state. Um, it's, it's just, a, I think it's a healthy sign for the program. Um, you know, the big thing now is going to be you got to win those games. Uh, I was just having a conversation with my traveling buddy for this weekend uh, about how many trips we've taken for these marquee games and left disappointed. And while you love to see them back in the mix, uh, you would certainly love even more to see them start getting some results. Uh, but at the end of the day, those things just don't happen overnight. You don't go from, you know, uh, nationally irrelevant back to uh, the top of the mountain without some growing pains and, and some setbacks uh, to fuel that growth that it's going to take to get there. So looking at a game like uh, last Saturday's, uh, there's certainly a lot of tape for them to dissect and to learn from and hopefully to grow from so that maybe the next one of those trips is uh, is a little more promising. I agree with you, man. It uh, Regardless, it should be another electric uh, environment. Looking forward to that. But I agree with you. When I went down to uh, the, the Cameron Indoor when the last time Indiana played Duke, I was a little surprised with how many Indiana fans were able to make it in there. So I will not be surprised to 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 see exactly what you talked about um, this this Saturday. Jalen Huchafino, the big question on whether when uh, he's going to be back, will he be back for this game? And uh, we've seen how much Indiana needs him. Although, you know, in the Arizona game, Chronic, they 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 shot the ball. They pretty well, especially after a, a an abysmal start to the game. They ended up shooting 25 three-pointers and hitting 40% of those, the exact number that Arizona had. They just got beat. Uh, they got beat inside and at the free throw line. Oh, 100%. And, they, you know, they, they shot themselves in the foot. Uh, you know, basically at the five-minute mark there, maybe a little bit before then, I think Arizona put together something like a 25-4 to four run. And just absolutely nothing Seven, could go. 17 and nothing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely nothing went right for the Hoosiers during that stretch. And, you know, uh, most of their turnovers happened during that period. Arizona converted every one of those turnovers into points, uh, at least on average. It was just really remarkable how quickly things got away. But once they were able to settle back in, you know, that game reminded me a ton of the, uh, the NCAA tournament in 2012. Uh, Indiana's rematch with Kentucky, who went on to win the national championship. Uh, you know, a young Indiana team showed themselves, showed the world that they could run with what was probably the best offense in the country that year, and probably played the best tournament game of the entire uh, the entire tournament. Uh, it was just a high powered shootout, and they they unfortunately came up short. But I, I think the lessons the team took from that on on what it takes to compete at the highest level on you know just seeing what they're capable of in that environment when the lights are the brightest and and you know I, I think there was there was growth that came from that. So hopefully Indiana learned a little bit something about themselves and what it's going to take to compete. But you know quite frankly uh they were uh, they were woefully deficient 
uh, when it came to the, the battle in the paint. And uh, that was, among a couple other things, probably the greatest deciding factor. And they're going to have to get better there. They absolutely have to get better there. Uh, you know, you continue to see an escalation of tactics uh, when it comes to, you know, how to junk up the defense and really frustrate um, Trace Jackson Davis. You know, we're, we're now pretty familiar with seeing teams collapse, throwing doubles and triples at them. Uh, I thought Arizona was incredibly effective at taking away the outlets, taking away the release uh, when they were when they were trapping like they did. Made it really, really difficult for Indiana to pass out up to find the open shooter, and they were exceptional in getting back into uh, getting back into their defensive sets once once the pressure was uh, relieved from there. So it's going to be an ongoing process for Indiana. It's going to be a struggle, and they're going to have to continue to adjust and adapt as as things go. But I think uh, having having Hood Shafino out there is only going to make things uh, a little bit easier for him going going down the road. Now we'll see just how effective he is when he comes back. Um, you know, keep in mind this kid's still a freshman that's only played what eight games now uh, on the season. Um, so this is this is going to be a, uh, an ongoing process, I think, for them. Uh, but so is life when you uh, when you wear that target on your back, and you know when you're built the way Indiana is. You know, the difference between Nebraska and Arizona, um, other guys, you know, the ability to knock down some jump shots is going to continue to be a, a determinative factor for Indiana, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, you can look down the stats and they tell a, a, a story. Indiana only had 10, 10 turnovers in this game. Uh, same as this. And this game, the statistics are so close in virtually every category. Um, turnovers, 10 and 10. But points off turnovers, they're 18 to 6. 18 yep. points off of 10 turnovers. That's that's damn near unheard of. They had uh, 16 points on eight turnovers in the first half. And that was pretty much your difference right there. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy how they were so efficient with that. But they were. They out-rebounded Indiana 44 to 34. There's a difference in the paint, like you mentioned, 42 to 22. Um, and the bench 19 to 17. That was the first time the bench had gotten outplayed, but Trace Jackson Davis, um, you can clearly say that he was, while he had a, a decent game, he only had 11 points on four, 10, uh, only five rebounds. Uh, and he fouls out for the second time in his career, trying to deal with, uh, Ballow and, uh, uh the, the beef of Arizona, Race Thompson, he had 16. Now, he had a great game, 16 points, 6 of 14, 4 of 7 from behind the arc, along with nine rebounds in this game. Uh, so Race Thompson shows up, but but Trace uh, Jackson Davis is going to have to, st- when they play a team like Purdue, he's going to have to step up. He, he cannot disappear in those games. No, and this is a guy that, you know, really prided himself in the last couple of years on really, sta- you know, showing up and standing out when it came to those marquee big men matchup. And, um, you know, he, he was able to uh, dip into that well against North Carolina. Unfortunately, Arizona was just a little bit too much. They, uh, they very much had the look of an NBA team with their length, their speed, their athleticism. Uh, they really pushed tempo. They really exerted themselves inside. Um, you know, that's, he's always going to deal with the size disadvantage uh, playing at, you know, six, nine, and uh, I thought Arizona did a great job of exploiting that with Ballo, especially when you've got one of those bigs that's just beefy and almost impossible to move. I think that's going to be uh, something that's a little bit more neutralized here this weekend. Uh, Arizona, while rangy, they don't quite have the uh, the top end height 
that, that you saw last weekend that, you know, teams like Purdue are going to pose. Uh, but it's a great opportunity for Trace to re-exert himself, I think, this weekend uh, inside the offense both uh, and, and the defense and, uh, and get back to his dominating ways. And if nothing else, providing that effective hub that the offense can, can run through. Because when, when teams have to pay that attention to him, when they have to collapse and devote all the, uh, the men uh, to, to, to guarding him, you know, Miller Cop has proven uh, arguably be one of the most consistent players on IU's offense this year. And I, I think he is very much aware of, uh, of what opportunities that, that extra attention uh, being played to Trace is providing him. And he's cashing those in. Uh, if we can see some other guys continue to uh, to contribute in that way, I think that's the dynamicism that Indiana is going to require if they're going to be a legit contender both for the conference as well as in tournament play later. Well, we'll find out. They've got the week off, and uh, we'll head to uh, Lawrence, Kansas this weekend. Brother, I thank you and appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I'll tell you what, man. I will see you out in the middle of that cornfield. We're heading out Friday night. Going to get there late. Oh, all right. On- we plan on being at the gym bright and early and then uh, holing up somewhere in front of some TVs and some cocktails for the remainder of the day. So looking forward to it. And uh, like said, I am, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming home from one of these marquee road trips with a smile on my face this time. Maybe we can get like a, you know, you know, the mask the wrestlers wear. Yeah. We need to get you a mask and you can do the post game show. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let's do it from a bar. Well, we do that quite often. I had Pat uh, Knight and and uh, uh, Dean Garrett on at, at the uh, after the game in Las Vegas. Pat Knight had not I hadn't seen Pat in thirty years probably, and uh, it was great to have him on. I don't think he's done has done any IU media um, since his father left, to, to my knowledge. So it was great to uh, to get that um, with him and have him come on for the game and talk about it with Dean. That was incredible. I'll tell you what, it has been, uh, it has been nothing short of heartwarming to see, uh, to, to see the thaw take place with uh, the program and that family right now. And not just the family, but all the players as well. Uh, I, I didn't realize just how, how much I missed that, uh, the sight of all these guys consistently, routinely coming into the gym, uh, having some words with the team and the coaching staff. And, and showing their support, I, I think, for a program as, as storied as Indiana, it has been uh, you know, tragically absent for years. So, albeit belated, it's it's really, really cool to see that healing take place and continue to, for that matter. So, uh, it's awesome. I love it. And uh, I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to see it continue, to be honest. Yeah, and Pat talked about uh, the fact that how much he missed that and how much he is so happy that he can – back be a part of this and cheer for indiana it's not that he didn't he said it's not that i didn't root it against him but we all know so uh that was great for him and to be able to do that now so we look forward to for for to pat knight being more back a part of the program again all of those guys you know and it's not like they didn't visit it was just always done under the cover of darkness so as not to uh not to upset the apple cart and to cause any further fissures so to see those guys come in to see them willingly you know, doing media, taking photographs, having video recorded. Uh, I, I just think it's an integral part. You know, it's 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 difficult to uh 
to chart a path forward unless you have a firm understanding of your history. And for all those guys who lived it, who made it to come there and tell those stories firsthand, uh, but also for the fan base to see it and recognize just how powerful that history is. I, I think it's absolutely monumental and, and you, you absolutely love to see it. Absolutely. Chronic Hoosier. I can't thank you enough. I'll see you guys this weekend. Later. You betcha, brother. Don't forget the uh, golf color, but Eagle point gold anniversary membership sale. And you talk about a bargain one time payment of 299 bucks, 299. That covers your green fees for the next two years. That's right. 299 bucks covers your green fees for the next two years. Uh, let's see. It's just like a cart fee, yada, yada, set of that, but you can book tea times a week out in advance. You can book them after 10 a.m. in the morning. So that's, pretty good and that includes weekends as well so reach out to uh eaglepoint.com and they've got three days left until it's gone so you better get on that one we're back with more indiana sports speed radio right after this we'll be right back to the golf club at eagle point studios for more indiana sports beat radio with jim coyle presented by endeavor hospitality group and andy Morhonda of bloomington whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house made deli side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in-house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. 
Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is brought to you by Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Tuesday here at the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, brought to you by our good friends at Courtroom Sports Grill. Courtroom is uh, down at Bedford. Prides themselves on providing their guests with fresh, innovative dishes with a Cajun cuisine that is delicious. I've had it fresh. It is a great place to eat and to watch a game down there. Uh, Make sure you stop by. Courtroom Sports Grill. Part of the Endeavor Hospitality Wild Network, as a matter of fact. Make sure you go to your Apple app, Google Play Store, Sign up for the Wild Club today. Start earning Wild Rewards. They are a proud sponsor of IU Athletics in addition to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Oh, mercy. Uh, it's I won't, it's going to be a slow week, I guess, for uh, you'd call it for uh, IU Athletics. The students are studying for finals, which no fun. Uh, even my daughter, my daughter's done. She goes to Ole Miss talk. She's already home from school. So, uh, being done is always, always good. It's always best. Uh, hit me up the Andy Moore Honda hotline. Uh, Dr. Sam, he had two surgeries and two crowns already this morning. He's, he's checking in between work. Love that. Uh, we have to get Sammy to put the show on in the in the uh, in the office. That would be good. We'd lo- we'd love that. Uh, let the uh, let all your patients. You want to you want to put them out if you run out of uh, Novocaine. Just put the show on. Maybe that'll put them to sleep. Uh, but yes, we appreciate you. Uh, let's see. I don't know what that. I know what he means, but I don't know why that is relevant to. Well, I missed something. Um. Oh, Kenneth brings the average down. Cool. Um. Yeah, they're having their own conversations. But uh, Mike Woodson had the radio show last night. I think this is from his presser, though, isn't it, John? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Yep. Uh, which I was not in uh, out in Las Vegas. I was doing the post game show. Which, if you have not caught that yet, y- you really you really will want to. Um, we don't just talk about the game. We talk to Pat. Get, try to get caught up a little bit with Pat. Um, I had a issue with my mic for a second, but I think it worked out. But uh, I haven't. You know, I knew Pat back in college uh, through Pat Graham. I went to Floyd Central High School where Pat went, and I had not seen Pat. I'm trying to think. 
it's been a long time, maybe since uh, Pat Graham got married, because uh, he's shortly thereafter went on, you know, into coaching and been gone since. But it was great to uh, see him and reconnect. But as, especially like Chronic said, that now that that thaw has happened, and he's he's back here once a month. He said comes back checking on his dad, Coach Bob Knight. So he's here in Bloomington very frequently, but he talks about all that um, and goes in depth about how being able now to to watch Indiana and, and, and take this in, it, it means a lot to him, but uh, it, it's certainly worth, worth listening to. Um, it's on, uh, look under lives. Sometimes it's, I don't know, so YouTube has been weird. It, Everything used to be listed in the same spot, but now it seems like they're not. I, maybe that's just on my phone, but the post-game show seemed to be under the live tab. Uh, I don't know why they don't appear. Maybe we should. Maybe we have to place them there somehow, but either way, they're up, uh, and it was just a fun conversation. Had Dean Garrett on there as well. Uh, Dean, man, if you go out to Las Vegas, you've got to go to New York, New York. He is a high roller host at New York, New York, and ran into, oh, I got to give Harry a shout out. He's not listening, but he is a 1959 graduate of Indiana that I met out there that lives in San Diego. And boy, he kept talking about Knicks that he had never been there, but he went to a place all the time called the Stardust, and I'm going to have to research, did the Stardust then become Knicks? Uh, I know Rex Barnes, a friend of mine here, his dad, Dick Barnes started, basically started Knicks and that may have been the Stardust. And that is rumored where Hoagie Carmichael wrote Stardust. So I'll have to research that. Just the stories, man, that, that you find out, especially when you, you speak with, um, uh, knowledge, knowledge people. Uh, that's the best word. And, uh, Harry was very knowledge. I, I, I told his wife she, we have to change her name to Izzy so he could be Harry and Izzy's. Uh, they didn't; they're not familiar with that place. They're up in there; they live in San Diego. But very cool meeting people. That he didn't even go to the game; he was just out there visiting. He didn't even know the game was being played. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, enjoyed talking to Pat, and always. And Dean's on the show with us; has been on the show with us before for post game shows. But having Pat on and getting to talk to him was really incredible. And uh, man. Is it great? I mean, I guess, well, we've had Pat Knight on, a former D1 coach. We've had uh, Mike Davis on we on the post game. We've had uh, Dusty May on. So pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. What are you looking forward to this week in sports? Since it's going to be a quiet week, although there are games tonight. Like I said, uh, where did our list go? Um what, are there any? What's the best game tonight uh, on the docket? North Carolina State. Now uh, they're playing Furman. No big games there. Uh, Rody, little Rody, playing UMass. How is little Rody doing? By the way, just out of curiosity, I little Rody Rams uh, on the season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're three and seven. Eh, typical little roadie start. Lost to Quinnipiac 
to start the season, then lost to Texas State. They were able to get by Stony Brook, uh, drubbed by Kansas State, beaten by Tulane. They did beat Illinois State. They lost to Boston College. They lost to Providence. They lost to Brown. And they beat Army. So they take on UMass Lowell next. Little Rody not heading for a great season. Oh, look who's on the schedule. Unbelievable. Dayton on their schedule. St. Joseph's on their schedule. George Mason on their schedule. VCU. Man. Well, there's that. Speaking there's, of yes, bad teams, no. though, let's. Uh, there's only two teams in all of college basketball that have still not won a game this Let season. me guess. Who's the other one? Well, you know one of them is the Louisville Cardinals of the I ACC. Do. They are 0-9. The other God, one so is bad. a team from the Pac-12. Do you know who that is, Jim? Well, it's not Arizona State. Uh, man, they're Got the Pac-12. Give me, give me four teams to guess from, because I do not know. I'll we, give you the bottom four in no particular order right here. Washington State, Stanford, California, and Colorado. Washington State, Stanford, and Colorado. Who I missed another one. Who was the other one? California. Did Washington State lose to UNLV? Let me take a look because I did not see that result. Washington State. I think lost. they did. They lost to UNLV. All right, I'll go with Washington State. It is the California Golden Bears. They are 0 and 11. Wow. That's unbelievable. Wow. They, those are Louisville, not surprising after what they've had. You know, Everything's finally caught up to them, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's. When they were getting commitments, that's what was boggling my mind. I'm like, it's not going to be a good situation. This is going to be Indiana circa uh, 2008. 2008. And it could potentially be worse. And they play Western they, Kentucky tomorrow in state rivals who are 8-1. and one, And they're not favored yeah. in that game. I'll go ahead and spoil that one for you. The, the, the Cardinals well, aren't. Well, the biggest issue is... They're about to be done with their pre-conference schedule. And if you don't get a win in pre-conference, that ramps up the pressure. Could Louisville potentially go winless this season? Is that even possible? I don't Man, that would be some piece of history right there if Louisville goes 0 and 31. Now, they have two, I don't even really know but if you, you know call what? any game a gimme for Louisville, but they have two games that they probably should win. They play Florida A&M and Lipscomb before they enter conference play. Dude, they should have won a lot of these games. They though. have. They should have beat Bellman, should have beat Wright State, App State, Ar- or not Arkansas. Uh, maybe not. Tennessee Appalachian State, they probably should have beat the other one. Florida State, nah, Florida's, um, yeah, they're, they've got to win a game. Before their only chance, play. their only chance to win a game could come against Florida A and M and Lipscomb. Then they play North Carolina State on the road. Then they go to Lexington. Are you kidding me? Then you got Syracuse and Wake Forest coming in. Then you played Clemson and North Carolina. Um, surely you think that 
somewhere at some point in the season when you're playing whoever ends up being another low end ACC team that they could well, see they've already played the win. other worst team which is Florida State and they got trounced yeah but you usually play them oh well yeah yeah of course you play you can potentially play them a second time but the fact is they're getting destroyed against power five opponents when they play them they haven't played yeah, anybody well, close except for the no names well, usually uh, we'll see, but uh, that's going to be a very, very tough road to hoe. Louisville better get it done in the next two games, but this could be a his. It's going to be a historically terrible season, but it could be an uber historically terrible season, and that's but see, that's fine because this is a team that deserved the death penalty because or a program that deserved the death penalty because of how much they've cheated. I'm okay with this. You take them down to the bottom. There's there's no more death penalties. Man, it was a uh, a great day. Thanks to uh, Mike DeCourcy, of course, from the Sporting News and Big Ten Network. Thanks to Crotty Couser. Thanks to uh, Dustin Schutte, our co-host from Outsider.com, and John, the producer, for keeping us between the, the white lines. Most importantly, thanks to you guys. Without you, we've got no reason to be here. We're back tomorrow to do this again. Hope Bob's back with us. Uh was sick last week. Kyle Nedrip and the great one. Rick Bozich. We've got plenty to talk about when they come along. Until then, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.